music for me, because I never had any formal training, I basically taught myself, it's always been a lot closer to, say, jazz improvisers or people who create in the moment. Because literally for me, that's what music making and composition is. I either hear it completely in my head and or then transcribe it, or it's, it's literally in real time, it's like a flow of energy. From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a weekly look into the very best in video game music. I'm Emily Rees. It is such a pleasure to introduce you to Alexa Lazochuk. Alexa is the music director for Capcom Studios in Vancouver. You might know him from his incredibly diverse and totally fabulous music from the Dead Rising series. He also wrote a truly incredible piece for chamber orchestra called Bright Sadness, which contains this tune you're hearing right now called For Thou. I grew up in a family, you know, surrounded by music. My grandparents were kind of the the artists in the, you know, on my dad's side. Um, they're from Carpathian Mountains in Ukraine, and they were kind of the artisans. Um, my mom is a music teacher. Um, my, you know, all my brother and sister, we all played instruments. Um, kind of just surrounded by music all the time. So I started off actually on classical violin. I think when I was three, um, and I did I did that till. I think formerly grade six was the, you know, um, the actual official level that I went to. But I pretty much, um, you know, probably from three or four years old started, I taught myself to play piano and, and I taught myself to play all kinds of instruments. And so it wasn't a question of, you know, when did I learn to love music? It was it was just me, right? So I, we would go places and I would, you know, I would get in trouble in school because I would be, you know, making, you know, trap kit or beats in my mouth with my teeth. Uh, so I'd get in trouble from the dentist because I'd be wearing away my molars <laughs> from making beats or, or I would drive the teachers nuts because I'd be constantly tapping rhythms or doing things. Um, so I don't, you know, for me, it was just, I've always, music's been part of my life, I guess, from the very beginning. Alexa is truly a diverse composer, spanning the orchestral world, also funk and rock. Here's the theme song he wrote for Dead Rising 3. Just keep walking Don't turn your head First, when I went to high school, I ended up being um, in a, a leader of a band called The Family Dog. We did sort of the whole college circuit. So I was playing in bars when I was in grade nine um, uh, with a band called The Family Dog. So we did, you know, we recorded in the studio. We were playing with like punk bands from all over that would come do the college circuit and stuff. Like, um, you know, I was exposed to that whole world quite early on. Um, and I ended up really loving production and just writing my own music and doing my own production. So I, you know, I produced my own first folk pop album for uh, my cousin who was an actress and artist, um, you know, in, I think it was grade 10. So, you know, it was my first exposure to working with, you know, tw- you know, 24 
track, two-inch reel, you know, recording studio stuff, and I was kind of immersed in it. And it was the kind of thing where you don't sleep, you don't eat, you just, you don't even think about things that you're just so into what you're doing. This track comes from one of his latest works, a soundtrack for the documentary Soul. time to decide what I wanted to do for my undergrad, I didn't really want to formally go to music school or anything because I wanted to try something different. So I actually ended up uh, applying for film school. And so I did my undergraduate in filmmaking. Um, and then I ended up going on and did my, um, my MFA in cinema also in Montreal. And and so for me, music was always there. It was a passion. Um, you know, I write stuff, but it was ended up shifting into scoring my own films, really making a strong connection between the dream language of cinema and and sort of, you know, the connection was you'd hear what you saw and you would see what you would hear. That was kind of the transition into media um, that was, you know, going from my love for music and production and then essentially scoring my own films and then working in film and TV, and then eventually into games. How do you think that working with video games affects the music that you write outside of that world? In terms of games versus, say, writing for film and TV, there really is quite a distinction between, you know, the interactive nature of games and then writing for film and TV where you have a locked picture, um, and that's kind of a static experience. Um, one isn't better than the other. I find, I find that um, in games, you really have to pare things down to the essentials because people spend a lot more time in games than in film or TV. And they either love it or it drives them crazy, right? Um, and so with film and TV it's really kind of an immediate response and that's all you get is that window the first time they see it is do they respond to it they can't necessarily walk away except for maybe star wars which you know people can remember certain melodies but most people do not remember actual leitmotifs or certain notes from a melody and so you end up focusing more on what can have the best impact given that they're only experiencing this music in real time right now. Whereas in games, it's, it's, it's basically, hey, is this going to annoy people like crazy? Or is this something which they can all, when they hear it over and over again, it's like layers, like an onion that they peel away layers and they hear layers that they never heard before. It took one listen for me to fall in love with bright sadness. This is the chamber work that Alexa wrote about a decade ago, but it is so fresh and new. Here's a piece called Christ is Born. It's the second movement from Bright Sadness.
term bright sadness comes from my um, my Orthodox spiritual tradition, and it's kind of as we go into a period of Lent, it's kind of this, you know. Uh, the paradox of kind of dealing with the darkness of your own soul and and the the heaviness of love life, yet at the same time, you know, seeing the brightness to come in the in in the resurrection at the end of the Lenten season, and at at the I think it was it was over a decade ago when I actually wrote it and we recorded it. Um, it was uh, after nine eleven. Um, we were part of a, an Arab church community in Montreal, so I was really exposed to a lot of. Um, microtonal, uh, uh, melismatic, uh, ancient spiritual uh, music uh, traditions from all, you know, uh, Palestinian, Arab, all kinds of different musical traditions um, that also mixed in with a lot of my Eastern European sort of harmonic sensibilities. Was uh, or is still the principal cellist at the Quebec Symphony Orchestra, and we had we had always I had always written music for him. And he had uh, played on my film scores uh, as well. And at the time, uh, I really felt like I needed to write something, not directly in response to 9/11, but it was, you know, it was you know it was a, uh, a global event that really, you know put, uh, how would you say, brought, brought to the foreground things that are most important to us. And um, I, I needed to write something. And so I ended up getting a, a commission with the Canada Council of Arts um, to write this piece. Uh, all I knew that I wanted to write it for solo cello and for chamber ensemble and with voice. And, uh, and kind of like I explained before in terms of my process, I just basically... Um, you know, had an idea of the concept that I wanted to really explore, and then I just started writing. a couple of different ancient texts which I thought helped convey those two emotions. I knew I wanted to mix both the sort of the sacred traditions as well as the folkloric traditions because I felt it was quite representative of of life in the sense that, um, you know, life isn't always about being pensive and, and going deep and internally uh, internalizing the things that are happening to you. But sometimes it's just like living in the moment and, and being really joyful. And I wanted to mix both joy and sadness, and I used those two paradigms, you know, musical paradigms, to, to bring those worlds together.
was all original, sometimes inspired by certain, um, you know, melodic fragments that were ancient, but it's, it was pretty much, yeah, I wrote it for my brother-in-law. It was something that we could connect on, and he ended up, uh, we ended up getting a lot of the principal players from the Quebec Symphony to play wow. on it. Um, and then my sister-in-law, uh, Cammie uh, Ward now, but she was a Lofgren back then, she, she was the featured soprano on it. I ended up playing tenor sopilco, which is like a tenor wooden flute, and I sang on it. And then we called together kind of the cream of the crop of the, who we could in, in Montreal and Quebec City at the time. The priest we had in Montreal ended up using it for a lot of people who were on in the late stages of dying and or cancer patients. So he, he was a cancer survivor. And so I donated like 200 CDs to him to just give to anybody who is wow. in, in palliative care. Um, I was, I'm just, you know, was talking last year to uh, a group uh, on the East Coast in the States who's working on developing, you know, technology specifically to help cancer patients and, you know, Bright Sadness and that type of music that I've written, they were specifically asking for. And I said, hey, you know, feel free to use this if it can help. Alexa's best-known work in the video game world is in Dead Rising, a zombie survival game with a pretty great sense of humor. The soundtrack follows suit with rock and funk, but there's also reflective tracks like this one, Mingsheng Gardens. What's it like working on a project where you're writing songs in French, you're writing funk music, you're writing, you know, ambient music for exploration, you're writing battle? I mean, it's just like there's some a little bit of everything in this score. Is that freedom for you or is that uh, more difficult? It's fun. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it besides it's it's a it's a it's a fun challenge to have. So, you know, if you have a day to write a Polynesian tiki tune, that's what you do, right? Um and if, you know, if you need to write a, a really dark, gruesome, you know, cue for some horrific scene, um then that's what you do. And because um I'm able to, you know, go from style to style quite easily. For me, I don't get hung up on, you know, you know, if, if you really, for example, uh, if you really uh, broke down my funk tracks, well, they're not perfect funk tracks. That I mean, you know, you'd have to go to somebody who's like a connoisseur of funk and like really knows everything. But I, but there's something about it that resonates, and I think most people in general they don't really articulate what it is that they like of certain pieces of music. They just respond to a certain energy about it. Yeah. 
you know, my goal is to put a smile on people's faces, right? Whether it's because they feel adrenaline and and they feel amazing when they're doing some kind of game, you know, using some gameplay mechanic to execute some amazing skill move, or if it's just I'm exposing them to a type of music they've never heard, like, you know, 14th century Spanish music or, I don't know, Bratwurst polka, you know. Um, to me... It's it's an opportunity to connect. Yes, it's entertainment. Uh, does it have to be super high quality? For sure. But, I mean, we don't really get many chances to share experiences with others, and games are kind of cool that way. Thanks for listening to Top Score, part of the Infinite Guest Network from American Public Media. I'm Emily Reese. You can hear more from the Infinite Guest Network. Take a listen to Home Dunk with John Moe or Secret Skin with Open Mike Eagle. They're both available online at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistant is Pierce Huxtable, and Mark Hintz mixes our episodes. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. That's Top Score from American Public Media. I'm Emily Reese. Hey, let's dance this one out. Assistance.